Life's full of blessings and of pain, full of losses and of gain, full of laughter and of tears, full of courage and of fear. It's full of joy and full of strife. It makes the lyrics of your life. Where is your song? Where is your song? Why don't you sing? There is healing when we let our voices ring. Where is your voice? Where did it go? Why don't you let the music heal your soul? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to One Single Choice. <clears throat> Seriously, I am so sorry that I have been MIA for so long. I started out... Um, the month of November with these big plans, I wanted to get to like episode 12 before the end of the year. And that just didn't happen. So let me explain a little bit. So my birthday was November 17th. I was 58 years old on that day. And I had made a plan with my siblings. We were gonna, I was gonna drive up to my parents' farm, pick them up, bring them back to Texas with me. They were going to spend Thanksgiving weekend here, and then I'd drive them home, and then I'd come back home. During that time, I interviewed Diane. Thank you so much, Diane. I'm getting so much feedback from that episode because it was it was really good, and it, it meant so much to me that you did that podcast with me. But So that was the plan, and then that was it. I was going to do Christmas with my family, and then get prepared for surgery that I'm having on January 4th. And I'll go into that in a little bit. Well, that's not what happened. So I did drive up there to Missouri. I, I met with Diane. I picked up my parents, came back here. We had a wonderful Thanksgiving with family. All the family got to hang out with my parents. And it was, it was, really, uh, it was really a great weekend. And then uh, my parents and I stayed at a casino overnight on our drive home. And I stayed there for a couple of days to hang out with them because that was going to be it for the holidays. I wasn't going to see them again for a while. And then I drove home. And, you know, it's only, a, you know, a 10, 10 and a half hour drive. It's not that big of a deal. We used to drive farther than that to go visit people. But you know, after you've done it so many times, I'm going to tell you, your booty is on fire by the time you get home. So I got home and, and you know, it's the week before our family Christmas where we all get together, including my ex-husband and his new wife. We all get together. Well, my grandson was coming for um, a week and he was able to be here for the party. It was it was wonderful. It was a great Christmas. Well, the day my grandson left to go back to California, I was like, you know, I could just stay home or I could drive back up to my parents and see my sister and her husband and son and my parents again for Christmas. I mean, so I did it. Okay, another 10 and a half hour drive up there. And another 10 and a half hour drive home. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Now that it's over, I'm so glad that I went. And and this is part of what I want to talk to you guys in this episode about. I want to talk to you about, you know, little decisions that we make. And 
and how we spend our time and how we think about, you know, what it is to be a part of a family and what family looks like. Doesn't matter what your family looks like. Whoever you consider to be your family, that's your family. And this season, this whole holiday season, I spent it and I have so many tidbits of happiness. This is one piece of advice I'm going to give you guys. When you start looking at your life and you start thinking about all I want for my life is to be happy. And then you sit back and you judge your life, whether you're happy or not. Please know that happiness is not a season. It's little tidbits of happiness. You're never going to be happy your whole time in every relationship. You know, there's there's arguments you're going to have. There's disagreements you're going to have. You're going to butt head once, heads once in a while. That's okay. Happiness is not... Um, where you achieve happiness and you're going to be happy forever. It doesn't work that way. It works in the little moments of happiness that you have. Okay, I, I, I'm going to just pick out a few of them. A few little tidbits of happiness I've had in the last month. I'm going to say the last month, but it's, you know, I have a lot of happiness to reflect back on. But in the last month, I got to spend quality time with my brother and his wife we, we walked through this um, Christmas light display in St. Louis, and it was beautiful. And the biggest part of that was the little interactions we have with each other. Being happy in that moment and finding little reasons to be happy. Is it always going to be like that? I'm going to say no. My brother and I butted heads for a few minutes during that, uh, that outing. And in those few minutes, it was it was painful because we get along for the most part. But those little interactions don't count. They're not the things we're going to remember. We're going to remember the little bits of happiness. And there was so much of it. I mean, I love them so much that just hanging out with them was awesome. So there was that. And then I always reflect back on happiness when it comes to spending time with my parents we we don't always see eye to eye their beliefs are generationally older than me so there's a little bit of um there's a little bit of uh of conflict there when it comes to the way they believe and the way I believe and that's fine because I'm not looking at those things as something that I'm going to count my happiness towards. I'm never going to get them to believe the same way I do, and I'm never going to believe the same way they do in everything, right? But my happiness is not about those things. The happiness is about the little interactions we have. I'm going to tell you the road trip, when I picked them up and drove them back down here to Texas... It was 10 hours and I was worried about it a little bit because, you know, my mom's not in the best health and I thought we're going to be stopping a lot. There there may be some complaining and it's going to be uncomfortable for a little while. But I'm going to tell you, it wasn't. You know, we listened to uh, podcasts. We listened to books. We talked. I pointed out things along the way and we only stopped twice. I mean, it was really an enjoyable drive. I really enjoyed it. And I like the drive anyway. 
even when it's just me, I don't mind it because it's open country. The traffic's never really too bad. And I had pretty good weather. So, I mean, it was, it was good. But being with my parents on that drive, it was a whole new experience. And, and we enjoyed it together. And then the amount of happiness that came in that weekend, you know, when you do things throughout your life and, and this goes for everybody who is an adult and lives away from their family. When they come to your place, you get to show them things that you're really proud of. You know, the for me, it's just about how comfortable I make my home and what I do and how I relate, those kind of things. I was so excited to share that with them that the whole time they were here, for me, was happy. It was just happiness. So, and then we got to visit with my other brother and his wife and their family. And we went to my sons and his wife for Thanksgiving. And then my other son and his wife and um, daughter came and we spent the next day with them. We got to all go to church as a family. And it was just, it was really a great experience. And then heading back up to my parents for Christmas. I was surprising my little sister by going there and, you know, it was something I struggled with the decision to go back up there because, you know, I'd been up there three times in the last two months. Um, and so I, I struggled with it a little bit, but just to hold on to her and cry and reflect back on Christmas's past and just to feel the connection again. I mean, She's got a busy life. I have a busy life. So we don't get to spend a lot of time together. And so just having that short little visit, it was enough to spark up memories that we will talk about in the future. You know, uh, my sister's a pretty good cook and she spent a lot of time in the kitchen. And I really enjoyed that because uh, for those of you who know me, I don't do a lot of that cooking stuff. I mean, I love to watch cooking shows and I go, ooh, that looks good. Ooh, maybe I should try that. I could try that. Well, I stick to the basics and I'm pretty good at the basics. But she went above and beyond and it was amazing. But just getting to hang out with them, it had been a couple of years since we spent time together. And, you know, there was a lot of tears and just pure happiness it was really it was really good and it was fun and so throughout all of the season you know when you sit back and you think about what should you have done I should have made it a point to spend more time with my stepdaughter Stevie I um I love her so much and I don't get to spend a lot of time with her and so that was that is the one regret I have for the holidays but um, we did get to chat a little bit on Facebook Messenger, and I enjoyed that. But for the most part, I'm tired, but it was an exciting holiday season. And, you know, it started out with my interview of Diane, who um, I, I'm looking forward to interviewing her again because I think she brings so much good to the podcast. You know, just her experiences and how she handles her professional life, her single life, her music, um, dating, those kind of things. I just really feel like she brought a lot to the table. 
So now I can tell you guys a little bit about my surgery. So um, on January 4th, I am having abdominoplasty. So it's where they remove all of the excess skin from when I was at my heaviest weight. So most of you know that in the last year, I've lost over 100 pounds. Um, this morning, it was at 102. I've lost 102 pounds. It's a huge loss, okay? So it's uh, this abdominoplasty or tummy tuck is what some people call it, is where they make a major incision all the way down at the bottom of your abdomen, like right on the pubic line, and it goes from one hip all the way to the other hip, and then they take the top part of your abdomen and they pull it down and they cut off whatever excess skin is there, and then he reforms the belly button puts that back and then stitches you up. So I know it sounds awful, but here's, here's my why. You know, I spent my whole life, 58 years of my life, working on my, uh, myself, working on my weight and what I look like. I've, you know, there's, uh, there's peer pressure and then there's uh, the pressure that we inflict upon ourselves, right? Well, I've spent many, many years working on myself and trying to get myself to where I want to be. When I did that, I realized that there are there are consequences for everything we do, and the consequence of being so overweight is having this leftover skin. There is nowhere for it to go. And being 58, the elasticity of my skin is pretty destroyed. So it costs a lot of money to do it, and it's it's a risk that, um, that I'm willing to take. Not everyone would be. I, I understand that. And I know that there are a lot of people that will give me pushback when it comes to this. But this is something that I really want to do for myself. And it's not so much for what I look like because I'm not going to look for anyone. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't need to put on a bikini to be happy. But I've worked really hard on myself. And this is like the final polish that I want to put on myself is this surgery. So anyway, that is going to be on the 4th of January. And it's going to take quite a bit of time to recover from that. Uh, I will be doing um, an after-surgery update so I can let you guys know how it is um, and how it was. And, and I'm going to talk to the people out there. I know there are a lot of people that follow this podcast who are also a part of the GLP-1 medication group that I'm on on TikTok and Facebook. For those of you who don't know what a GLP-1 is... Let me let me give you a little bit of um, a background on that medication. So Manjaro is the GLP-1 medication that I started out on. And Manjaro is the brand. It's from Eli Lilly. So I'm sure if you're on TikTok or on Facebook, you've seen or heard about it. And what it is, it's... Um, 
It is a medication. It's a once a week injection that you take to help regulate your blood sugar. All right. So a lot of people take this. Um, it's actually a diabetes medicine. Okay. And you're going to get a lot of pushback from people when you start using Manjaro. There's a lot of people out there that say we who are obese Americans should not be taking Manjaro because it's taking away from the diabetic community. But I want you to know, first of all, we're not taking medications away from anyone. This is up to the manufacturers and distributors to make sure that there's enough medication to go around. Manjaro is a very expensive medication. It's actually a trizepatide is what it's called. That's the formulation of it, trizepatide. And it's um, GIP1 and GLP1 agnostic. All right. And it works with your receptors in your brain. They've actually talked about using Manjaro to help people with addictions because it works with those receptors in your brain. Now, I'm not going to talk to you about all the scientific parts of this, and I don't want people to come at me if I said anything wrong. Please do your own research when it comes to GLP-1 or GIP-1 medications. I'm just going to tell you what my experience with these medications have been. Uh, about a year ago, actually it was a, a year and a couple of months, September 2022, I was on TikTok and I was brand new to TikTok and I started finding these people who were talking about Manjaro and I immediately sent a message to my doctor. I've been on a diet for my entire life, my adult life. And I've been, every diet works for me, okay? Every diet works. I get on the diet, I can lose weight. The problem is the second you vary from that diet, you manipulate your blood sugars, your insulin levels, and you immediately start putting weight back on. I know a lot of you out there are relating to what I'm saying because this is what happens with people who have obesity, and it is a disease, and it's something we live with every single day. It's not because we are constantly eating unhealthy, doing bad things, not working out. It's a lot of factors, okay? And I know a lot of people are going to come at me, and they're going to say things like, if you work out and you eat right, you're going to be able to maintain your weight. Well, I can tell you people that maybe now that I have spent a year in a body that I've been able to regulate my insulin levels and my body is now used to being smaller, maybe now eating right and fitness will work in my favor. But when you're at the height of your obesity, it doesn't work that way. Your body is in flight or fight mode always. And when you lose weight and you're obese, the second you go off that diet, your body's forcing you to go off the diet anyway. Your mind is constantly triggering you. See, everything is trigger. Everything is, uh, okay, you haven't eaten in an hour, go have a cookie. You haven't eaten in two hours, go have a pizza. I mean, these are the things that your mind is telling you because we're programmed that way. That's what obesity is. It's not your fault, okay? This medication 
has changed my life. And I will back it up. I can back it up by showing you that it's changed my life. What it's done for me, what it did for me was instantaneous. I took that shot and it took away the food noise. You guys know what the food noise is. You do because the food noise is all those uh, invitations to go eat. Oh, there's cheesecake left in the fridge. Let me go get it. Oh, there's crackers and chips in the cupboards. Let me go get it. That's food noise. And what Manjaro did for me at the very beginning when I first started this journey is it shut that off. All of a sudden, I had to remember when it was time to go eat. I had to remind myself to eat. And when I started eating, I was already full. So I had to force myself to eat what I needed to remain healthy. When you start out on Manjaro, they start you at the lowest level. And they see which level of this medication works with you and with your body in order to keep you satiated. Satiated. That's so funny. I mean, I don't use those kind of words, but... Um, while I was talking to you guys, I had um, Google pulled up on my phone because I want to give you the best information I can on the uh, on these medications. So first of all, I was saying level, what level of Manjaro to take. And I meant dose. Um, what the doses are, um, you start out at the lowest dose, which is 2.5, and you go all the way up to a uh, 15 milligram dose of Manjaro. It go, it, its range is that vast because they want to make sure they get you on whatever your sweet spot is, whatever is going to help you lose weight. Um, because people get on it and, you know, there are side effects to every medication and every medication is not for everyone. Okay. So you may get on it and it doesn't work for you. Or um, you have to be on a higher dose and it'll start working. Or you have to go to a different brand. I mean, these are the things you have to look at when it comes to this medication. So uh, Manjaro is meant for uh, diabetic patients. And it is once a week for diabetics as well. Uh, the company Eli Lilly has come out with a new medication just for obesity. It's called Zepbound, Z-E-P-B-O-U-N-D. You guys look this up. Look and see if it's something that's going to work for you. Look and see if your insurance covers it. Like I said at the beginning of this conversation, that medication is very expensive. It's about $1,000 a month. And when you get your prescription, it's four doses. So you do one dose a week. It's worth the $1,000, I would say, but people don't have that kind of money. So look and see if your insurance will cover it. If it does, it's $25, and it's worth every penny. Now, I want to tell you how you can get it, how you can get this medication without really even going to your doctor, which I do suggest you go through your doctor just so you can have the support of people where you can go get weighed and you can have someone regulate the dosing. I do suggest you see a doctor. 
Um, but you can actually go to Weight Watchers now. And Weight Watchers is, I believe they're using Ozempic. Now, the difference in the medications, Manjaro is trizepatide. I switched from Manjaro to Wegovi. Wegovi is a semaglutide or semaglutide. Uh, that instead of trizepatide, the only real difference is uh, Wegovi is um, a GLP-1. It's just not a GIP-1. So it doesn't hit every receptor in your brain that Manjaro does. I will say that a trizepatide is better than a sem semaglutide. It is better. However, once you've lost some weight, switching to Wegovi is not disastrous. It does take a little bit of time for your body to get used to a different medication, but it works, okay? Ozempic is also a semaglutide or a semaglutide, um, and Ozempic is the one that you're going to hear a lot on television. So there's a lot of people uh, in the media that are now using Ozempic to lose weight. Some people say it's kind of a cop-out, and it might be if you've got to lose 10 or 15 pounds. It, it, that might be a cop-out, okay, switching to that medication. But if you're an obese adult and you have dealt with this for your whole life, like me and like several other people, this is a game-changer. And it's something that I believe all people who suffer from obesity should look into, when I tell you it's changed my life, it's changed my life in so many ways. And I'm going to tell you a few of them. But right now, during the day, I snack a little bit during the day. I, I have um, a protein bar for breakfast or a protein shake. Uh, during the winter, I have protein bars instead of a protein shake because I like my protein shake with ice and it's very cold. So um, I have a protein shake for breakfast and then I'll have... A couple of low-calorie, low-sugar snacks throughout the day. Like right now, I'm eating um, skinny-dipped peanut butter cups. There's two grams of sugar. It's 70 calories for one. It's really good, and it helps keep me full. I won't use the word satiated again because a lot of my family that's listening to this, they're going to roll their eyes because I don't use those words. But it keeps you fuller longer, okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. And then for dinner... I have a big salad. Like I have all the good stuff in it and chicken or whatever. You don't have to eat like that to lose weight on this medication, but you're going to want to because you're going to look at regular food and you're going to be like, eh, I don't know if I want that or if I'm going to eat it. That's the difference. That's what the medication does for you. All right. So I, I encourage you guys to talk to your doctors about it. Maybe follow support groups that are on Facebook and on TikTok and on Instagram. Find some GLP-1 uh, groups, their support groups, and you're going to see how many lives this medication has changed. All right. Um, look into Weight Watchers. Weight Watchers, I'm not exactly sure, but I think they use Ozempic in Weight Watchers now. That's how big this is. It has the ability to change the course of medical care in America. And I know that sounds extreme, 
But when you look at all of the side effects of obesity and the side effects of what you can, what happens on uh, semaglutide or trisepatide, the change is, is, is going to be global. It'll be global. And it's going to be on a scale that we can't even measure right now. Because so many things happen to your body when you're obese. So many things. You can't breathe. You know, your, your illnesses pop up. Diabetes pops up. All of the, the um, side effects of those diseases come into play. Cancer. I mean, all of this stuff. And when you look at, when you lose this weight, the difference it makes in your health, it's a game changer. It really is a game changer. So part of my one single choice podcast going forward is I'm going to update you guys on what it's like pre-surgery and post-surgery. Pre-surgery is I'm wearing a size two. Yeah, I said that out loud and I still can't believe it's true, but it's true. I'm wearing a size two. I went from a size 18 almost to a size two. And that in itself is a miracle. Once I have this surgery, I don't know what I'll be wearing. I'm not really sure I even care. I'm at a good weight right now. I'm not looking to lose any more weight. But I am going forward looking at promoting the products and the the things that have helped me get here. So I'm going to be talking about it on my podcast. Um... I also wanted to share with you a gift that I got from my dear sweet sister-in-law, Debbie. She got me a bracelet for my birthday, and it's by a company called Be Fierce. It's really cool. I think it's Be Fierce. I'm going to have to look that up and share it with you. But she got me this bracelet that says Be Fierce because you know that's my tagline, to be fierce, my friends. And it is so special to me that I'm going to talk about this this company that manufactures this. I'm going to talk about that um, moving forward. But um, thank you, Debbie. I love it so much. Um, of course, uh, my brother as well, but I know that it's got Debbie written all over it. So to both of you, thank you very much. It's one of the most special gifts I got this season. So thank you for that. But more than anything, you guys, I want to wish you all a happy new year. I want you to feel grateful for all the things, all the good things that happened this year. I know a lot of bad things happened too. Some things we don't even want to think about or talk about. But I want you to find those little good things that keeps you moving forward, keeps you focused on the future. And I want you to think about all the good things to come. Start manifesting things by thinking positive and helping people. Um, helping people is so big. And even if what all you're doing to help someone is to be kind in that moment, when you get that call from a telemarketer and you're, you accidentally answered the phone, instead of hanging up or being nasty, just say, Happy New Year, or I hope you have a great day, whatever, okay? Just have a kind thought or a kind word for someone. It's going to change the way you feel about yourself and about the day and about the upcoming year. So I want to wish you a happy new year. And above all else, be fierce, my friends. 
Life's full of blessings and of pain, full of losses and of gain, full of laughter and of tears, full of courage and of fear. It's full of joy and full of strife. It makes the lyrics of your life. Where is your song? Where is your song? Why don't you sing? 